Hello, what's going on? This is Brandon Gredler, and you are now listening to Cocktails and Questions, the podcast where each episode we have a minimum of two cocktails and answer a minimum of two questions in the world of technology and business. This episode, my friends are back in Ben Gaddis and James Lanyon, and they're helping me take a look at two things, right? One, does privacy still exist? Coming off the tail of the Equifax hack, maybe, maybe not. What does it mean? And with the pending announcement of the iPhone 8, what do we want to see be announced? Fueling the podcast this episode is our friends over at Grand Centenario Tequila. For more information about their añejos, their reposados, their platas, go to grandcentenario.com and check them out. So tune in and drink up. This is Cocktails and Questions. All right, gentlemen, we're back. We're back! Oh my goodness gracious! So exciting! This is sound very excited. When you I'm say very that. excited. Come on, man! I'm very excited. I'm just close to the mic. I don't want to like create a feedback loop. Now this is great. So we've again we're back with the same upgrades. We've got engineer, we've got microphones. Uh, we're getting better and better each and every day. I think we're up to seven listeners now. Which All right, is pretty consistent cool. listeners yes. or aggregate. Yeah. Don't my mom listens six times. Yeah, exactly. We'll tell your mom to rate and review the show and tell her friends. That'll help us Five out. Five stars, mom. Uh, we've also got Carly helping us out organizing this whole deal. Um, you guys know what's up? Cocktails and questions, uh, loosely based around two cocktails and two questions in the world of technology and business. Um, we can serve these up in whatever order we want, but the things that we're thinking about today is privacy coming off the. the uh, Tale of the Equifax breach mm-hmm. uh, and the pending announcement of the iPhone 8 is it worth a shit. So, mm-hmm. you guys want to jump in? You want to let's talk pick privacy. One? Let's privacy. talk privacy. All right, very cool. Well, what happened? This is what I know. So, in the true fashion of how I consume media, I don't read too deep. I knew there's an Equifax uh, hack or leak, um, and I have my data's been breached before. I've uh, actually. I'm pretty close to the cybersecurity space just in general. Um, So I read a headline, 143 million people, something like that. Um, Driver's license, date of birth, all that stuff uh, was compromised. And they spun up a a website that is, in true fashion, hard to navigate, um, buried terms of services and things like that to allow you to find out if you've been breached. I don't know any details. Can I add to that story? Yeah. So actually the story goes a little further because in reality, it wasn't just hacked yesterday. It was hacked quite a while ago. Uh, And and the government notice was just submitted this week. That's uh, Sony style. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. Right. Um, In in even grander corporate fashion, apparently there's allegations that some of the executives... uh, and I think the CFO sold stock before the announcement. It's not. So a, it's that's true. Some though. corporate intrigue. They they dumped I think a uh, hundred and something two million one point eight one point eight like right before and then they did the press release. So if you think about that, we're not just asking about privacy. We're asking about the people that we trust to provide us our privacy. Well, and I think the challenge here is that this is a group that was supposed to be sort of the aggregator of and clearinghouse for a lot of data. And this is where you go to get your credit reports, mm-hmm. you go, and you give them all the information because they're supposed to protect it. And I tend to think that privacy is kind of a bullshit thing that people just throw up when they're scared of a new technology, right? They're like, oh, I don't want the new iPhone because it's going to steal my fingerprints yeah, or yeah. I, I, I'm not going to put my credit card on the web. And for the most part, I actually still believe that. I think that, utility trumps privacy every single day 
until you have moments like this where 143 million, no, we're not talking about 10 million, five million, we're talking about what, a third of the U.S., if not more? 18 than, plus, it's yeah. a significant larger population. Yeah, yeah it's, the, it's a huge chunk of the public. And so we haven't had, you had the target thing, you had some major breaches, but this is like the breach. And so I think that for the first time, I actually think there will be an impact at scale in the way that people start to think about their digital pull that, personality. Pull that, pull that forward when you, when you say impact and you look at, what that could mean from a consumer, from a provider, from a legal landscape. What do you mean impact? I think that they will be much more careful. I think that it, it's amazing when you go through the list every year of, you know, what are the most common passwords? The first one is password. And then the second one is your name or something. I mean, it is, it is amazing Remember how Spaceballs? Lax, pe <laughs> lax people are. And it's because they don't truly believe it can happen to them. And for the most part, it hasn't. It could, but it hasn't. And now, when you get this many people, the likelihood of it happening to you or somebody you know is so high. I mean, one out of three of us haven't even checked. So yeah, you could probably buy all the Ben Gaddis uh, Social Security yeah. information you need online. <laughs> so go do that right now. Yeah, two Ds. Yeah, two but, Ds. But I, I think that there are the there are moments in time that you sort of can't go back from. And I wonder if this one is going to be it. So what what happens? I think that people start to be a little bit more careful. I think that they think twice now before they start to submit information. Um, even things like, do I upload four or five credit cards to Apple Pay and just keep a list in there? Probably not, right? I may just start to just be a little bit pickier and choosier about every interaction I take. So you guys familiar with the Privacy by Design initiative? So there's a whole group of people, not people, actually, Computer scientists and designers and engineers. Barely people. Yeah, people, but people on, with man. skills, right? Not just <laughs> yeah. average people. People with like validated opinions in this area um, whose entire push is start designing with privacy in mind as opposed to, oh, we built this thing. Now, how do we go and protect it from obviously negative or dark interests? And and I think that's like I'm, one of my things that I hope comes out of this um, is that this sort of thing gets more spotlight. I hope this isn't like a big commercial for LastPass or something like that, right? Where it's just like, no, we just need to remember more passwords. Like in reality, there are fundamental design challenges that exist systemically across all technology. They exist uh, in Equifax, they exist. Um, Target was actually um, just a administrative rights management issue, right? So they had left uh, password enabled for a heating and air conditioning contractor who gave it up and uh, then next thing you know, Target happened. In this instance, though, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I've read quite a few news articles. I haven't seen how they got access. It, it, who is they? Do we know? Sorry, they, we, sorry, I, I'm, I've not seen that. I've not. Yeah. And this is the pretty dark far. army. Yes. <laughs> the, the, dark, the, the dark net. Oh. Um, but uh, I look at it, and the question, the, the deeper question, why is that, why is that information networked? Right? Like, why, 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 is that, why is all of that information uh, automatically accessible via a network? Why isn't it sequestered? Why isn't there tokenization? Why isn't there, you know, like this is actually what Bitcoin and blockchains sure. ostensibly designed to prevent by making it too hard on a per access basis for hackers to get involved in that. And I think that's a move in the right direction. I just hope that's what people talk about after the dust settles from this, which so I this, think will be considerable. This whole privacy by design, I know that you guys get frustrated when I do this, but what is what is privacy in that term? Like, what, is, what do they mean by that? When they use the ability privacy. to control access to your information, right? Okay. So to yep. rather than having to go and manage access to your information, to say, hey, you know what? 
Brandon, you can have access to my information. Ben, you're my boss. You can't see what goes so, on. So in the world of which we're supposed to design mobile first, and then we're supposed to design content first, and now we're supposed to design privacy first, what happens first? You just stop designing at that point. <laughs> Multitask. Man, yeah. I, I think it's really weird, and I, it, maybe it's because I'm a, I've been a victim of um, fraud and privacy before, and, and perhaps it's because it actually happened uh, two podcasts ago. I mentioned my fear of handwritten information. And that was the first time that I was hacked. It was actually at a hospital. Um, so my stuff sitting... What happened? Uh, I had to... I mean, as you know, when you go to a hospital, you have to fill in, in your own handwriting, your social security number, your date of birth, your address, all this thing. Everything about you is just on a piece of paper laying around for anybody to quickly Someone copy. Just Someone just took it. And then they filed my taxes. So what happened was... Well, it's uh, kind of a service. Well, right? <laughs> I wish somebody would go and file my taxes. Did they me. make less money than you? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, they a huge refund. They, they found out that that year I owed money. <laughs> and so what, what they did was really interesting. So I went to file taxes and the IRS said, oh, you, you're good. You've already done this. Looked into it. They took my identity and somebody else's identity and tried to file jointly. Um, it, but that was all paper fraud. It didn't have any electronic trail to it and all that stuff because of my relationship to the cybersecurity world, I could figure that out. Um, and so when I see things like this, I, it's, I don't want to say it's not a big deal because it's a big deal, but I'm trying to imagine a world in which it, it doesn't happen or these things aren't necessary. Right? I don't know if I can get there yet. I don't think so. I think the other thing about Equifax, and, and I don't know this to be true, but uh, Equifax gathers data not necessarily based on you giving it to them. No. Right? Correct. The, so the, that's, that's correct. As an aggregator, the challenge is that we didn't have an agreement. You collected this information on behalf of another party, and maybe I somehow signed my rights away, with that and I had an agreement yep. with that. But at the end of the day, I'm not sitting there going, oh, shit, I've got all my data stored on Equifax, and I know my password, and I'm going to go in and check on it. I don't know. And that's yep. where I think things get a little bit crazy. You've got Target. I know whether or not I've shopped at Target recently. At least have some sort of understanding and where great when your data starts to just permeate into all these different systems and not just data around your address or your driver's license, but you're talking about your social security number, your credit history, those, your those are, birth. And, and, and what I, what I would say typically would be, you know, the security around that has to be high level, but I can't imagine that they didn't have the highest level of cybersecurity. Maybe somebody forgot to check a box. Maybe they're idiots. They left the but door I open. But I gotta imagine that, <laughs> some, that somebody over there has thought, you know what? Somebody might try to come get all this sure. data, and they've got plans in place. And that, to me, is the single biggest problem: is that you're constantly battling something that you don't know exists right yeah. a new methodology a new way for a hacker to come and get this data and it's almost inevitable and it's and just it's a race so enticing but, right? with, but with the clearinghouse quick, like the, that's like the fort knox right so if this is what you do and this is your trade and craft you're you, going to go to the, that's you know the how they prevent road. hacking on the national do not fly list on the terrorist watch list it is kept on a sequestered laptop in the basement of the Department of Defense. Like, I'm not joking. Like, yeah. it's not, it's, it's not it's, connected it's, The Wi-Fi has been disabled. It's, like, been ripped out of the computer. You know, Air like, gapped. yeah, like, it, it, it's, like, it is just on a dumb terminal. And if it is updated and, like, literally, like, how's sent it, out. How's we, it you can't, 
Huh? It's managed by one one single group. Like it's like one person one guy. coordinates all the different dude intelligence. Has to just sit there and it is. He's an intern day. too. Yeah. It's the worst part. <laughs> floppy. He's like exactly. Floppy. He's just he's trying so hard to impress. He just wants to get a that job. Sounds like a challenge to me. Yeah, but no. Think exactly. about that though. The the benefit though that Equifax and Experian and all these guys do is give you real time. Yeah credit and confirm data so there's no way for them to do that mm -hmm. like their value proposition is i can give you access to all this information and now in a world where you can push a button and get a quote in three seconds they have to be that fast so they can't do that otherwise they take all their data and make it extremely invaluable right? there's ways around that though you don't have to have all of that bulk data sitting there in the like True. waiting for someone to get over your firewall right like you don't like all of my information does not need to be in the same spreadsheet somewhere like <laughs> uh, it can be the other thing too the, i think the question that that needs to be raised is is the social security number an outmoded way of doing business in this day and age right like i think it's 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 like currency but yep. at the same time you know are there more dynamic forms of identification mm -hmm. that we can use to Potentially, I'm, I'm holding up my fingerprint and pointing to my face. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right? You can't hear that on the podcast. <laughs> no, no. I just got excited about fingerprint and facial recognition. But I think it's true. Biometrics could be a way of solving that. I mean, right? ultimately, you're going to run out of numbers. Right? Yeah, you're going to have to add, uh, have to add another one anyway. Well, and, and to your point, I mean, it just becomes so easy to hack. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's how many social security numbers are on a piece of paper somewhere that you have to fill out? Uh, so I think yeah. that's where it goes. So we live in this age. Uh, in which we do these transactions all the time. Do you guys put it into place? So I, I came out and I was like, yeah, I don't really think it's a big deal because it's kind of the way of doing business. Do you guys have any security measures in place? Do you have alerts set up for you and your family? Do you? How does that work? Do you guys think about it on a day to day? You know, what I mean, what Honestly, if I just what if I just say I'm like Trump? Right. I'm not okay. going to tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> why, why would I give my playbook to say, all the hackers? To say none of your The goddamn truth business. is, I actually, no, I don't. So I'm glad that that's out on the World it's Wide Web right now. It's written down on a piece of yeah, parchment. It is. Three riddles yeah. will get the two. My password is password one, which is, <laughs> no, the, uh, you know what, what is actually really funny? So I had to go through and we got some kind of weird uh, mail that said, you know, you got this check waiting for you. Yeah. All you need to do is send your social security number, which is a total scam. And so I figured, well, we're getting targeted. And I went through and I tried to sign up for LifeLock and a couple of those different things just to, yeah. I, just to see. Right? Yeah. I was like, maybe, you know, it's worth it. Hmm? It was the hardest thing to sign up for. And the entire what was time, so hard about it? it was 150 fields. And the entire time I'm going, what am I doing? I'm giving these people all the data that I want them to protect me from losing. And I'm not sure I've ever put all this in one form. And so I just, I didn't do it. If and you, so I, you know, I think I do a pretty good job with passwords, but, but I haven't, I haven't gotten to the point where I've got, you know, everything encrypted and blockchain security. If you go, right. if you go back in time, get. you can watch that guy's social security number change. Yeah, they, they, the very first one, he's like, I put my social security number on a truck. Yeah. drove it through downtown Manhattan. Fast forward a year. Yeah, different man. social security. <laughs> it kept getting it's like All a right. Fibonacci sequence. It's always changing. Um, I guess the roundtable question, though, coming out of this was, like, does privacy exist? Yeah. Right? And actually, my take is, in order for technology to continue to thrive, it has to. Like, in reality, when the costs start outweighing the benefits is when things start to mature and lose utility. And when people start having to spend as much time managing the downside of all these things as they do benefiting from the upside, is when all of a sudden it starts to become useless. So I, I think wonder, you do have to take it seriously. So my take is that privacy 
does not and will not exist. Security will exist. And I think those two things are actually different. I think privacy is, do you know exactly who I am, what I'm doing at this moment in time? Security is, can you use that information to steal my money Mm -hmm. and take things from me or, you know, do something that causes harm? I think that privacy as we know it, it maybe gets redefined, but it goes away because all of the value that new technology brings is predicated on knowing you, being more personalized, being able to adapt to your environment. And so when I walk in, my entire home reacts to me. Well, guess what? You got to know a lot of stuff about me and I'm willing to trade that for utility. So I think what's going to happen is that there's going to become much more of a focus on security and making sure that that data is not used for very specific things that can drive monetary harm or physical harm to me. Mm-hmm. But I think the idea of privacy, as we know it, will go so away. What really scares me, I know you're going to answer, but real quick, what really scares me about that is the question of, does that attitude begin to leach into the larger public discussion of privacy? And other things that we consider to be our right to privacy begin to falter because technology is so pervasive in our life. Do you, personal privacy and non-technology areas begin to suffer because of this prevailing attitude about privacy so, in our technology domain. I, th- I think you're both right. So I'll agree with um, with Benjamin on this one. Um, I don't think privacy exists. I think we're in a in a state to which we are con- that is what we're trading in order for a better experience. I think when you pull it forward, you're going to see to my question about the impact. I think you're going to start to see an emphasized. Uh, uh, sustained look at the transparency of where this shit goes, right? So if you print it out your iPhone uh, terms and services or your iTunes, it's taller than I am and it's in, you know, mm-hmm. seven point. All that fuckery is going to go away at some point because people are going to <laughs> become accustomed. You did this whole topic just to use that word. I, <laughs> I love it. They're going to become accustomed to it and they're, they're actually going to start to realize, oh yeah, I am trading my privacy because people do it all the time. They just don't know it yet. Um, which brings to your point, which is, Things have to catch up. And you heard me talk about there's a great podcast out there called Mixed Mental Arts, which Hunter Motz talks about how uh, if culture was a bodybuilder, um, like culturally speaking, we skipped leg day because that's our foundation. Hmm. Right, 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 right. So tech. Who needs leg day? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I gotta... like, it's, are you saying America's becoming a giant hulking idiot? So, so, well, what I'm legs? saying is like technology is, it has outgrown our pace and we, we're holding on to these things that may or may not really exist. They just exist as mental constructs and they mm-hmm. need to adapt. And that's going to happen culturally, but it also needs to happen legally. Right. So um, it's a dangerous, dangerous, slow moving machine. But yes, I think I, I, I don't think privacy exists. Uh, Definitely excited to see where it goes because something's got to change because the shit cannot keep happening. No, it can't. So, all right. Well, let's refill. Let's get a cocktail, a beer, whatever we want. Come back and talk about the iPhone 8 in a minute. All right, we're back. Fresh cocktails. And they're back. Oh, my God. We're back. back. Um, We're coming up on 10 years since the first iPhone was released. I think it's going to be released, what, the 12th of Tuesday, the 12th? And this is a super broad question, right? So 10 years ago, it changed everything. Like one of my favorite things was smartphones before the iPhone, smartphones after. Mm-hmm. Remember when Samsung and Apple mm-hmm. were being little... Do you remember when the Motorola Razr was the thing? I, I, that was like the cutting edge device? Not only do I, I had one. Do you still have yours? Yeah. yeah. My daughter has all, it. I keep <laughs> all my... She, she does. She, she loves it. It's yeah. awesome. Um, so anyway, the iPhone 8's coming out. Super broad question. What do you guys want to see in it from features, functionalities, form factor, 
and I'll be super honest with you, like I'm treating this iPhone release like I've been treating movie trailers. I mm. do not watch them. I I know almost nothing about the the pending iPhone eight. So I'm looking at you guys to. Well, what I want, and I don't think we're gonna get, is I want something that I didn't think of, and that's what used to happen yeah. with the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Remember when Steve Jobs he he <laughs> had that phone up and he was holding it vertical, and then he just tilted it sideways, and it. And it worked. And your brain and everybody pickled. was oh like, God. holy shit. And just, what just happened? Their face exploded, right? It was right? landscape. Now it's vertical. Yeah. And that was that. But nobody thought about things that way. It was so, it was a magical moment. And then they continued to do that. Far even that. with Touch ID. Far yeah. That. That oh, was, the beer app. That was a, I drink a beer virtually. <laughs> I just don't think, I don't know if it's because of the, the, the leaks or what, but, but we haven't had a moment like that in probably four iPhones where you've said, man, I, that is unbelievable. So I, I, I want to see something like that. I don't think we're going to see it. I do think that we've gotten to a point where we might be a little bit tapped out in terms of what the phone can do. But here's the things I want to see. I, I am bullish. We talked about AR kit on the uh, yeah. two podcasts ago. And it was, uh, and the more we mess with it, the more interesting it gets. It, I want to see the camera. I know there's, they're looking at two lenses. I want it to be specifically driven to provide an AR kit experience that mm-hmm. no other phone can do. And if they can integrate the hardware and the software, I think they could do something very cool. Um, I think the facial recognition to open, that's been done before. It's kind of interesting when we talk about what we just finished you know, discussing around privacy. Um, I'd like to see Force Touch which I think is a great idea from an interaction standpoint. Like 3D, touch? 3D touch, right? Yeah. The ability to just sort of hold and long press and uh, and use force. I I don't think I've seen any good examples of that. So if there's something they could do with that, there's I just some, I worry we're going to be disappointed. There's some you cool know, art apps out there. If you're if you're into creating art, Procreate yeah. is one of my favorite ones that use pressure sensitivity. Sure, uh, it's super badass. The you brought up. A, a lot of things in there. One privacy, if it can recognize my face. What's the security measure to keep somebody from doing it? When I'm can asleep? I say something? Yeah. Like people don't hold no. the phone up directly to their face, so Correct. it has to be like chin and neck recognition. Like, it, and I only know that from all our video conferencing. <laughs> I accidentally popped Charlie on the other day, and he was looking up when he came on. Like, hey, Charlie, that's a lovely little gobbler you've got there. Like, that's isn't that always the way it is, right? Ben and I were on a. Uh, There's no great way. They're like, in fact, if I am facial recognition software and I become enlightened. I think all humans are hideous because the angle at which you're looking at all these faces is really off. So we were on a conference. I don't know if you remember this or not. We were on a conference call and uh, one of our colleagues was remote and the camera was on and they were tucked in their hotel bed. Yeah. (laughs) So we're all dressed. We're got our, you know, we're doing our thing like high energy day. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. Like tucked away, like pillows around. <laughs> oh, sorry. Quickly turn off the camera. Well, it's like when yeah. somebody forgets to turn off Farmadilla or something yeah. like that. On it was a good one, man. Um, but you said something about leaks in there, and the, the look on my face is my uh, PR advertising marketing skepticism. <laughs> I mean, those leaks have to be bullshit, right? So if they feel, I mean, in my mind, when I see a leak, companies like this are, they happen too often. Like right? stage. Is, is what, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Velocity's low or press coverage isn't high enough and nobody gives a shit. They're like, why don't we leak a drawing, right? <laughs> it's octagonal. Do you, do you that. think that they're authentic when you see stuff like that? I know this is I not think it's, No, I think it's it's a little bit of both, 50-50, right? I think that uh, when you have such a high-profile device like this with so many people touching it, there are going to be 
lots of things that just walk out the door and yeah. people are going to be able to describe it. I think also technology is sort of putting us in a corner where there's only so much you can do. And so whether it's a leak or conjecture or hypothesis, a lot of these people are right because there's nowhere else for them to go. It's a very well-educated guess. Yeah. The other part is that Samsung's pretty much been telling us all the stuff that Apple's going to yeah, do anyway. Right? So, well, do you remember when that um, that that uh, prototype got left in a bar? Yes. And San Mateo and that engineer walked yeah. off, and they had the cops storm his house yeah. to get it back. Yeah. Like, I think that but was it, like the last legit time anybody <laughs> like ever like, since then it has been those things. It's that like you're Coldplay, about. right? Coldplay is the last band to get underneath the old music model. Mm-hmm. I think that was the last legit leak. And I think I think what they did. I agree. I think is, that was the last time. You know, people were probably slamming their shoes on the desk because in my head that's what they do when people get mad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the PR what world, but, do you live exactly. in? But the PR you're person, out of order. You're all out of order. PR person came in. and They said, James and Ben, I know you're really upset, but look how many impressions we're getting. Mm-hmm. Look at look at this. Yeah, it's like oh yeah. shit. All right. Um, you know, I think but, it's really hard for for people to think back ten years ago to what it was like, right? And I think about it. Oh like, seven. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Anybody who wants to know what it was like to be in the App Store when it first came out, because App Store wasn't native to the very first iPhone that actually went live. So you can imagine an iPhone without the App Store. Sustaining. Put that in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But just go into the Alexa skill store now and see all of these really crummy, rudimentary skills that people are just coming to market with. That's what it was like at the beginning. So it's a big frontier. So what everybody's feeling about the Alexa now and what you can do with skills and what the potential might be is what we were all feeling about 10 years ago. So we know by extrapolation, this is how we will be feeling about the Alexa in about 10 years. Um, But with that in mind, I look at, man, I think your point was great. What haven't we thought of? That would be great because that used to be the currency of all of these announcements. Um, I think about what we haven't seen. I Siri's got to stop sucking. I mean, Siri has to stop sucking. It's they don't really time. have a choice. It's time. You have Siri. Get a game. Two, they need to start getting serious about the set of interconnected points in the larger stream, what we call the continuous design. And that idea of can it work better without, you know, sacrificing a lot of bandwidth or memory with car, with home, right? Mm-hmm. Can it can it do can it bring it all together? To your point with the AR, I think it's huge. I think it's gonna be really cool once people figure that out. I also think that sort of ambient access where people can pick up the OS, regardless of where it is, is gonna be its next big differentiator if they can figure that out. Agreed. So before I talk about series integration into the the hardware. Two rules, or at least two rules that I have in my mind when oh, we wait, press record is, uh, one, we don't fact check. Took that from my boy, Michael Rappaport. <laughs> uh, we just say things like 143 million yeah, people. Sure, yeah. that's exactly what it Sounds is. Sounds about right. that's what I said it is. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and two is the buzzwords thing, but you brought up continuous design. So should we press the buzzword buzzer on our own buzzword? That's not a buzzword. Okay. That's a potentially trademarkable idea. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> We got three co-founders of terms sitting in the room. It's right in the room. Uh, it's just a little lack of vision at the patent and trademark office, <laughs> and we would have a TM on that. So, so uh, my point about series integration, I agree with you, right? So one of the things that drives me nuts about Apple is uh, I'm not I'm not the brightest guy, but I can run a pretty technology forward life, right? Um, a lot of their systems and the way they do or do not communicate drive me absolutely batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got. I got really hopeful because uh, I was really low on Siri once I met Alexa, right? Siri's just kind of thing. It's like, oh, isn't it funny? She 
something about a buried body. And then any other time than that, it was like, do you want me to search the web for you? Mm -hmm. No, because I would have done that. That's why I'm asking you. Right. right? <clears throat> but then you meet Alexa. Oh, God. Golly. Thank God I didn't marry Siri. <laughs> I think I'm in love with like, someone you're, else. But... You're pretty great. And one of the things that happened is, uh, two things happened. It made me understand the power of voice, mm -hmm. what it can do for me. And it made me, at the same time, really hate Siri. Right? <laughs> but then I got the new MacBook Pro. And Siri is embedded inside of it, inside of the smart bar. And to me, that signaled them doubling or tripling down on the mm -hmm. Siri advancement. So I agree with you. I think what do I want to see is what you just talked about. But I think we're going to see it. So I'll make a prediction and say they're going to, you know, you look at the HomePod, you look at the watch, you look at the, the TVs and all that stuff. I think Siri is going to make a big comeback. It might actually be the biggest thing going on with this phone. I hope. That would be could be a game changer and yeah. and i think it's not so much about siri but what i would love to see is if that interconnectivity and voice access or really however you want to access it allowed you to keep your phone in your pocket more mm -hmm. i mean how awesome would that be Isn't if that the, the big, for them well they tried but it just Ugh. doesn't so now they're gonna you know the watch is, is likely gonna have its own cellular connectivity and so mm -hmm. it'll be able to stand alone Dick on itself it, but but i don't i don't think that it's going to, I don't think it's going to be the watch. I don't know. And so um, maybe it's a combination of the watch with HomePod, with your uh, MacBook Pro, and that they do something between all of those devices that allows you to kind of get back into the world a little bit and not have to be face down in the phone. And the Apple of old would be the guys who, and gals who came who came up with that idea and really ran at it and, and made it something that people went, yeah, why didn't we all do that before? Yeah. Imagine if they're, if, how great would it be if their, their competition against Samsung was you have to take out your phone with Samsung and with ours, you just leave it in your pocket, right? Mm -hmm. It does all of those things yeah. for you. In the rise of voice, if you, if you look at the, like the amount of voice searches that are done, not only in the United States, but globally and what's happening and how people um, search to buy and all this stuff, right? Voice could be that um, that center of gravity for their entire suite of products, right? It, I don't. I personally don't use Apple Calendar or iCal or whatever it's mm -hmm. called, um, but it's there, right? I don't use Mail. I don't use Safari. I don't do all of these things that are literally, you know, no offense to the wonderful engineers and designers who think about this stuff, but there's debris in my life because there's I don't have a reason to use it. But if you drop voice in the middle of it, that's a complete yeah. game changer. So the other thing that you add onto that, I don't know if you guys have tried X.ai. Yeah, I got mm -hmm. it on the beta on that. And I mean, it's all right. It's pretty cool. But that's like a such a modern brag. that you I got did. it on the beta. <laughs> and I'm a beta tester. Yeah. And it's, it's like it's negotiating my calendar for me, which doesn't like what I would prefer X.ai do is defend my calendar. Like firewall. Because yeah. it's like, oh, I woke up this morning and I have six meetings at noon. How did that happen? Well, I saw open space, James. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's what I call lunch. Uh, yeah, but um I think that would be cool too. Like if you could get that sort of AI element into Siri, so she's acting proactively. Yeah, I mean it's becoming a crowded marketplace. You got Alexa, who everybody's starting to love, right? You got Cortana, who even though it's a Microsoft product, is named married. after a super super sexy character in Halo. Just got so, married with Amazon, though. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, you got that, and then you got Bixby. Hi, Bixby. <laughs> like, what's going on with that? Like, I haven't actually experienced Bixby, but I got to tell you, just from the branding alone, I'm not, like, really holding out a lot of hope. <laughs> like, hey, what we called? We came down to Reginald, Carlton, 
and Bixby. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's take the least offensive of those three. Go with Bixby. <laughs> Whatever What's that the is. most popular name in the South in 1955? Yeah. Bixby. Right. Yeah. Bixby. So, Bixby. So we went kind of deep on uh, voice. So we know we want to see some form of that, but that's that's just like a, 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 that's a software play, the intelligence play inside of a piece of hardware. So hardware speaking, you mentioned the phones. I mean, the, the lens and the AR, and I mm-hmm. think you're 100% correct with that. Even that, to your point about like things that we didn't think of, even AR kits, just two old technologies stacked on yep. top of each other. It's just, but it's the expression of it that's that's really cool, right? Mm-hmm. So now, what are you gonna do with it? Um, I'm excited to see. But for you, like, do you have features? What, what you're My pointing, pointing at me I just thought of something, yes. and this was the thing I think that even though it's not like futuristic, wow, amazing, the thing that would make everybody just like, ah. Oh. Let my memory go. Stop screwing me for the memory on my phone. I mean, mm-hmm. my lord. I wonder what the revs. They, they, no, the, the, what's uh, the what is split? it? Uh, what's that site? Uh, it's the breakdown site that they go and they the tear down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tear down. They did the comparative on the part, uh, the comparable on the parts. The, the iPhone with the extra memory, it cost them like an extra thirteen dollars. Yeah. No, no, for, no, I meant it's, the, it's insane. How much revenue do they generate? Oh, it's huge. Yeah, by passing. So what you're asking them to do is to essentially give up an entire medium-sized business, probably yeah. to make people happy. Yes, uh, please, please do. And if you were a shareholder, they, they do it with. Yeah. And if you were a shareholder with Apple Pay, why, why, why not do it with memory? Like, like in reality, that's just I'm to build just saying, users. Like, that's just to build users, which is no, they they could do. I, so I, so I'm with you on that. I think there's there's a lot of things that they could do with features with software what i would love to see i want to see something design wise mm. johnny ivy right like what the hell is that guy been yeah. up to i mean no, no offense sir johnny but what is what you is he right, doing yeah, <laughs> put a sir on that, man. Exactly. that he has <laughs> doing his own cocktails th- that has differentiated them every product looks the same samsung iphone i don't know what you have right now you put a case on it, it looks the exact same right. i mean maybe the thing is you know two feet tall and it's only, you know, two inches thick. I don't yeah, know. But the, if it, the is there something that they could, because is there something they could do that is so visually striking that brings you back to, you used to want to have an iPhone because people would look at it and say, that's an iPhone. Yes. Now today, it's just a phone. There was a thing at the very beginning where people were holding their iPods up to their ears pretending it was an iPhone because there was so much jealousy. And I know mm-hmm. this because the thing everybody talked about was when some idiot forgot that there's no reception in the subway in New York and he's holding his iPod like he's having a conversation. Like, Faker. My, that, that, that look on my face was, who are you hanging out with? Yeah. Yeah. It's an iPod to your face. That's, just, that's what they were like, look at me. I have an iPhone. It's an object of curiosity. But it was such a cultural and design phenomenon the same way that uh, you remember the ads for the original iPod where they just had the white headphones it's coming similar. out, right? There's there's, there's that, and we've gotten away from that. And I don't know if it's because there's not much else you can do with the form and functionality and still have everything that you need to cram in there. But mm-hmm. I would love to see something. I mean, just crazy if there's anything else. So what about some sort of foldable screen? Yep. Right? Mm. Some. What about something? And, and that stuff exists. I, we're not going to see it. But if you could take the the form and function and totally blow that up. Imagine if I've got the same uh, full glass display, you know, I've got a 5.8 inch screen and I can just flip that out and all of a sudden I have a tablet-like experience. We're gonna get there sometime, but I just don't, 
I don't see them doing those unexpected punch you in the face things mm-hmm. that we used to get to, and it it makes me sad, man. I mean, I got feelings. I used to be a fanboy. <laughs> no, I and just, I mean, we well, used to write. Know, we used to stay up late. and We used to write blog posts about. Leah reminded what, me yeah. of that. What so did she we said, do? Are you yeah. guys doing anything yeah. this year? Like that time you did when you first started, yeah. when you sent out that update after the developers. I used come. to live blog as part yeah. of my job. Yeah. I'm I'd not have doing it anything. I, on like one he, screen. Most people. And now it's like, oh hey, yeah, they just you know created the Galaxy S8 or whatever. But I mean, there's a there's this boxer, and I forget I forget who said it, but they were talking about his the fall from championship and he said it's, it, it's hard to get up at 5 a.m. and train when you sleep in silk sheets yeah i think that was probably floyd mayweather <laughs> <laughs> Shit. golly that got a lot of silk sheets um but uh, maybe that's a little bit of what we're seeing right they're they, it's definitely heavy as the head that wears the crown I'm sure right? yeah. like you're, you're well, it's still, the innovator's like, so, dilemma well that's true and right. let, let, let's be clear this still is the company that is on the trajectory to become the first trillion dollar mm-hmm. valuation they did just land in a flying saucer, right? Like they, they have a building that. How many billions do they have in cash? In it's, the bank? It, it's, it's insane. They're actually actively in dispute with the U.S. Treasury about repatriating most of their profits. It's a very successful company. <laughs> We're nitpicking at their design, but I think you're right. We should for sure show. Look, 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 look at <laughs> but what, how did they get there? Look and what they the were not did in that, to they were not PC in that space, design, right? Yep. Look at what I mean. Do you remember the um, the BlackBerry Torch? Yeah. It's like BlackBerry's last like yeah. like stab at like trying to be relevant. Yep. And they're like we can design like the iPhone too. Like they've influenced design at every level. I guess what we're all collectively saying is keep doing it. Like I haven't seen that in a while. I saw the 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 HomePod is really interesting to me. Yeah. I saw I saw that as something that was really cool, man. And it's one of those things where, again, the innovators dilemma. It's like you know we could go off and we could do these things, and that's that's risky. It's a roll of the dice, or we could just roll out another phone. And I've heard two sides of this, which is uh, not from you guys, just the very little I've paid attention in the hallways of people talking. One is that people are underwhelmed with what's going to come out. So people are already like bagging on this thing and they don't even know what it is because either one, it is going to suck or two, our expectations are too high. We've all become analysts. We've all become Wall Street yes. analysts. Exactly right. Yeah. Like, like, you know, you read a couple articles and you got a crystal ball about manufacturing processes or some shit. And then the other one is... Um, but but the other side of me is like it's the tenth anniversary. They gotta if do something. If you're gonna big, come out, man, like what are you gonna wait for the eleventh anniversary yeah. to do something cool? It'd be great if Oprah came out. She's like an iPhone for you and an iPhone for like, <laughs> like that's the way it's gotta be. Read your terms and services first. <laughs> exactly. But you you it's have to imagine that if they've known about this for so long, you just you want to hope that they held something back. And so hope. that's my hope is that there's just something that nobody thought of. And they're gonna come out, and you're gonna want to blog about it. You're gonna want to like run down the hall and tell somebody Holy or stand shit. in line. When was the last time anybody stood in line for an iPhone? Yeah, it's just it's well, not a great thing question. anymore. And I do think it's unfair to put that type of pressure on them. But they were not in this position until they took this position. Mm-hmm. They were not in a. They were they were in a yeah, right. really bad space, and they went and through amazing design, great integration of software and hardware. They changed the way that people thought about technology and about the products that they wear closest to their body, and they just haven't done that recently. And so, you know, I I'm still Apple fanboy, but I'm starting to see other OSs and other products in, integrate my life in a way yep. that it makes me question. So I'm not an Android guy, so I've never had to really worry about that stuff. So Google Home doesn't work, but when you've got Alexa. When I've got smart things yep. in my home, mm-hmm. all of a sudden looking. I say, yep. man, I'm not really committed to this device anymore other than 
It's just habitual. And habitual only lasts until the next best thing comes out. And unless they come out with the next best thing, Andy Rubin is doing some cool stuff, man. Yep. And he's coming out with yep. hardware. He's coming out with software. And he's done it before yes, with Android, so... Delayed, but... Dude, that, 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 that's, that Wired Magazine article on all of his effort was fantastic. I think it's going to be... You know, he's going to be a force to reckon with. So that brings me a point. If it's not apps anymore, it's integrations, right? Mm-hmm. And we think yes. about where this platform can go. Inevitably, hardware has to give way to software. The iPhone proved that, right? Mm-hmm. Just like it's just a thing that you build on. You build a lot of different stuff. When you stop building in that way, what else you build out, right? And so all of a sudden, we look at... Why isn't it like the controller for your life? And then, you know, you can use mm-hmm. it to go and like Nest integrations and Dropkick. Why, why aren't you running everything? Not just the apps, mm-hmm. but the entire ecosystem through not iPhone, but the OS, which is common and native in its own way to all these different surfaces. I mean, that's where it has to go. It's got to be integrations now as opposed to apps. And how long until we get there? Um, I'm hoping by September 12th. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll make it worth it. Uh, well, you keep me posted on oh. that, man. So... Uh, biggest things we want to see for iPhone 8, overall Siri, overall integration, some double down on AR kit. But really what I hear us saying is we we want to believe again. Like, I want to feel like it's right. Disney again. Yeah, man. I, or at least Pixar. Well, God willing and the levy don't break, right? right. <laughs> we'll, we'll see it, but, you know, until next time, I guess. Uh, James Lanyon, Ben Gaddis. Did we want to do a shout out for Thank our Thank you guys for your time. And uh, one quick powerhouse james there's a process here to this thing sent the tario and yeho tequila for powering us through this friday afternoon man uh you guys are awesome and thank you guys for your time austin carly uh that's it thanks all right thanks